Hello, Miles. It's great to have you here. Uh, we've connected a year or two years ago. When was the, the Aikido the Leading Edge? Uh, big project. So it was a year ago, I think. A little bit more than a year ago. And I, I think it took five years of my life in that three-month right. period. But uh, yeah, yeah. But it was, it was but I've, known you much longer. I've known you much longer than that. Yeah, I know, I know. But still, I just, I'm, I mean, I... I think I was thinking about the last time my audience had a chance to connect with you, so I'm happy they have a chance to connect again. Uh, but obviously, not everyone uh, will have a, will have known about your work. So before we go into talk about uh, martial arts and meditation, could you say a little bit about your background? Sure. So uh, first, let me say, uh, uh, you know, I appreciate the work that you're doing with your with your YouTube channel here. It's great to see that your audience is growing, and and I, and you know, basically, what I see your journey. Um, your martial arts journey, I, I can really relate to it and appreciate it because it, it is in one sense, you know, you're following your truth, you know, and you're, you're bumping up into limitations that you're meeting on your own path and you're, you're, you're struggling with those, you're working with those, you're practicing with those, you're training with those, and then in your own way, you're finding your way forward. And it's very much, you know, you call it the martial arts journey, but it, it's also very much the hero's journey that you're going through. And, and right. I, I do appreciate that very much because I look, I look back at my own path in, in life, you know, there's a thread of martial arts through there, but my own path in life was, was also the hero's journey in that sense. And right. it still is, you know, these days I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a husband, I'm a father, I'm running a business. I'm, I'm trying to be, I guess, kind of an entrepreneur online as well. So that's all part of my new journey that I'm learning and leaning into. But, you know, it, it, I guess, I guess if I look back in, in my own martial arts background, my own martial arts journey, uh, you know, it started as just a boy. You know, I, I, uh, I, I, I was enamored by the comic book fantasies of martial arts and, you know, training in, in, in Asia with the masters and, you know, Iron Fist and, and Kung Fu. These were big, big, you know, big uh, icons, or not icons, but uh, archetypes in my, my life growing up. Mm -hmm. as and then of course Bruce Lee and you know going to the Bruce Lee movies with my eyes like that and you know really realizing wow this is amazing and and doing a bunch of martial you know I did judo when I was in my youth you know my 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 school years I did some judo I did some taekwondo I did karate I did kung fu I did um uh kendo and, and iaido and then and then uh at a certain point in my life uh, and and I and and also team sports. I did lots of team sports. I loved. You know, I, was, I was doing a lot of baseball and football when I was growing up. You know, in the states, American football, and um, and loving it all. But you know, only having the opportunity to train for you know certain periods of time. Sports were, of course, during the season, and it was off season. I would usually do some martial arts. But um, it wasn't until I was 22 that I was able to kind of you know choose my one path and. Some years before that, I had heard about Aikido, and I had actually seen Aikido in a book originally, and, and was struck how it brought together the spiritual and the martial mm -hmm. as, one, as one path, which was always a dilemma for me because I was interested in the martial. You know, from mm -hmm. early experiences as a child, I had some type of, uh, excuse me, I was interested in the spiritual as well. Mm -hmm. As a child, I had some kind of some you know, spiritual experiences that were that were always left as an imprint in my background, kind of a reference point, even though I didn't understand what they meant. They were somehow something that I realized that I was seeking in life. And, and then going through all the sports, I, was, I felt myself the most alive when I was engaged in some type of physical activity, sports or martial arts, 
because I would enter into a flow state. And you know, a flow state is selfless, it's effortless, it's, it's timeless, it's faceless. And these, these, these experiences always reminded me of those spiritual experiences, that reference point that, that I found as a child that I was always trying to get back into. And then, um, you know, the founder of Aikido Osensei, as you know, um, he, he brought those two together in, in such a beautiful way. And at 22, I was finally able to, you know, um, you know to afford to drive to get to the dojo, which was on the other side of the city that I lived in. And um, I just jumped into it and I never looked back. You know, I've been doing Aikido for, I guess, 35 years now. And, uh, you know, eventually it took me to Japan where I studied for eight years. And we spoke about this in one of our previous uh, talks a long time ago. But it was interesting because at the end of the eight years that I was in Japan, I was 35 years old and I'd already been doing Aikido about um, 12 years. And I was... Mm -hmm top shape you know I was also one of the top teachers in the dojo not teachers one of the top seniors in the dojo I was in my top shape and I, you know I was loving it and it, was, it was a hardcore dojo you know the, the Iwama dojo in Japan I teach with Saito Sensei and it was one of the more traditional hardcore dojos in the Aikido world hmm. and, um, but I wasn't satisfied you know I was I was quite satisfied with my technical ability what I was learning but I realized that there was something more because I was also looking around and seeing the other people and realizing that there was a diminishing return. They, they would peak and then they, would, they, they became in a way better, faster, stronger, but then they became kind of stronger, but not so flexible, not so movement stuck in their minds. It was something that I wasn't really, my teacher it was free. It was pretty amazing that way. But I wasn't so impressed with other people that I were looking at, so that I was seeing. So I went looking for more. And I realized what I was looking for was not more technique, not more training, I, although I did consider doing it. I also did Kudo in Japan, so I did practice other martial arts. A lot of these past practices. But um, meditation was something that I had been practicing for a while, so I ended up, uh, when I left Japan, instead of going back to the States and opening a dojo, um, as you know, is a, a big decision. <laughs> instead of doing that, I decided to go on a spiritual path instead, and I, I dedicated the next eight years of my life to going to Burma, and Nepal to practice uh, Vipassana meditation on long-term retreats mm. in the winter time for two to three months, you know, practicing 18 hours a day and just going deep into the meditation practice. And that's where, you know, through that and then kind of coming back and, you know, I, I, I ended up in Israel when I kind of came back to the marketplace and opened my dojo here in Tel Aviv. In a way, my whole, this, this part of my hero's journey, this part of my martial arts journey is really to bring together the spiritual and the martial together as one, which is what Aikido is, uh, the intention of Aikido is to do. It's fully martial and at the same time mm. fully spiritual, which is almost impossible to do, I can tell you. Mm. That's kind of so, what brought us here today. Sorry? That's kind of what brought us here today. Sure, yeah. Well, that is definitely a very fascinating realm, meditation and, and martial arts. And I think I see some people being able to be without that, but it does feel like something is missing. When I think about Japan and the samurai, they were very much um, fused, fusing uh, both Zen and, and, uh, and martial arts. And I think they were always kind of coming together, but I think a lot of people have no connection to how do these things work together. So, so could you share some things? How do you feel martial arts and, and uh, meditation relate? Well, I mean, they were always coming together, but, you know, not always successfully coming together. I mean, there, there, there are, I think in every art, 
there are individuals that, that kind of punch through the matrix. They get through the matrix and they're able to somehow see the code of existence and how it ties into their, you know, and, and how it ties into their, their art, their martial art. And those people always turn around and say, look, the art itself is, is what causes, the conflict itself is what causes me to, to punch through to have this kind of spiritual experience. So we need conflict. We need this kind of, where, where two boundaries come together in order to come into a greater wholeness. But without that experience, when two boundaries come together in conflict, it's all about one, one winning and one losing. Very much a zero sum practice. Now, Aikido, I think, is the only martial art that's not zero sum. It's meant to be, in principle, mm. in the philosophy of it. It's meant to be positive sum, that we come together in conflict and coming out in wholeness. Now, of course, human beings don't always do that. Most of the time, they don't do that. But at least that's the intention of Aikido. Mm. If you look at the word Budo, as your listeners probably know, Budo means, it's a Japanese term, which Bu means martial. Do means way or path. So it's, it's martial arts. It's often translated as martial arts. <clears throat> um, bu, of course, meaning martial in the original meaning of the term. That Japanese calligraphy, that character, the etymology of it, it, it means stopping a spear, stopping a, stopping a fight, stopping danger, stopping war. Uh, mm -hmm. So it means conflict or martial fighting but fighting the good fight, fighting for a good reason. It's morally good fight. That's the, that's the meaning of boo. It's not just fighting to win. It's for moral goodness, so fighting the good fight. Do is a path, and it's not just an ordinary path. And this is where spirituality and martial arts come together because all spiritual traditions are considered a path. What kind of path? They're considered a higher path of practice, not a lower path or not an ordinary path, but a higher path. Higher than what? higher than the fears and the desires and the limitations of the self, the fears, the desires, and limitations of the ego. So think, think of, you know, you, can, you, you have fears and desires and limitations. I have fears and desires and limitations. Probably all your people, your audience, because they're human beings, if they, if they observe themselves and if they're able to admit it, at least to themselves, they have fears and they have desires and they have limitations. When we pursue a martial endeavor, a martial art, a martial journey from the fear and from the desire and from the limitations, it's always going to be colored by that. So our development will be completely determined by the amount of fear that we have or our lack of development. Our development will be completely determined by the amount of desire we have. Our development will be completely determined by the limitations that we have. Our egoic sense of self will limit well, it will determine how we grow and it will limit our potential because our true potential is beyond the boundaries of the ego. Our true potential is waiting for us in the future when we work through the, the, the boundaries of the ego. So a doe, a higher path of practice, is higher than the fears and desires and the limitations of the ego. What that means is when you take a step, when you walk, when the first step you take on a path of practice is a step of awareness and awareness of the self. So when, you, when, you, when there's an introspective element to your practice and you become aware of yourself, if it's an authentic path, every step of the way or sooner or later, usually sooner, it's going to lead you to your own limitations. That's why it's a martial arts journey. That's why it's the hero's journey. Because that journey takes us to our limitations. If we, let our, if we let the ego decide, it's going to go back and say, well, fuck that. 
I'm going to keep my fears. I'm going to keep my desires. But if we let the journey orient us, if we stay committed to the journey, it's going to take us to places we never would imagine. Hmm. You know, when you opened a dojo so many years ago, whatever it was, you didn't imagine that you would be closing and going off and going on the next part of your journey. You probably had hmm. something else in your mind that would happen. And yet your truth, you know, the, 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 whenever you would run, to, run into the next limitation, the next limitation, the, the, the path demanded that you do something more, you took bold steps in front of the world on your channel. You took bold steps to follow that, which is, uh, which is very admirable. And I think it's one of the reasons that your channel is so hmm. popular because your journey is actually, you're, you're showing something in your own journey that is authentic. You know, you're following your hero's journey. And that's mm -hmm. a dough. It's a dough. Now the ego can come in at any point of this journey and say, I'm going to own this. And yes, I, I broke through, but now I'm going to own it. But if you continue to be on the path, you know, when you own, when you own your journey, you have lots of pride, you have lots of, lots of arrogance, lots of, you know, you, you speak about a lot of these things in your, in your videos. These are all kind of the things that can easily sneak in to no matter how much you've developed on the journey. But if you stay authentic to the journey, it's going to continue to take you beyond those, which means kind of struggling through those things. Traditionally, meditation was the, the, the primary practice uh, that people would use to work on those things because it's direct. You just close your eyes, you turn in, and you start working with the shit in the mind. You know, this, there's a uh, the meditation path is, off, uh, is often referred to as the path of purification. What are you you're purifying the mind, you're purifying the heart, you're purifying the spirit, you're purifying the limitations of the ego, the fears and desires by simply detaching and observing, being mindful of them. They arise, they, they process, they liberate themselves. So that's kind of the path of, of uh, that's, that's what a higher path is meant to be. When that comes together with our martial training, it's a very powerful practice. Great. Wow. Cool. Yes. You know, Rokas, I, I I mean, I, I've got a little story that I can tell that kind of, that kind of uh, brings these two together. But did you want to say something else? So did you? No, no, I was, I was just simply wanting to point out how it's, it's such a beautiful recognition of seeing uh, limitation, reaching our limitations and addressing them as, as, a, as a positive thing rather than, oh my God, I reached my limitations. That means something is wrong. So and it's, it's wonderful that meditation can actually bring our attention to that. So it's very, very cool. But yeah, please. Um, well, you know, meditation is the thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say meditation, it's the fundamental practice of everything. Mm. Now, whether you're meditating or not, it doesn't really matter. But if you're, if you're practicing awareness, it's a mm. type of meditation. If you're practicing awareness plus concentration, it is meditation. And if you're doing it in a still way, then it's for sure meditation. So, um, you know, they, there's it's a bit of a cliche to say it, but there's a, there's a, there's a saying, mm. life begins at the end of your comfort zone. Mm. You know, who you are meant to be, you know, we're all born to become our greatest potential is, 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 is not within our comfort zone. It's on the other side of that. Our comfort mm. zone is marked by tremendous fear and tremendous contraction, tremendous boundaries. Every time we get close to that, the ego just says, forget that. I'm going to go back into here. But our potential is on the other side of that. Mm. So the story, the story that I want to tell is, is the story of this, uh, is the story of the greatest general in all of China. And um, uh, I don't know his name, it's just a story. Uh, but he, he, he became the greatest general in all of China, this is way back in the day, by taking his army, and you know, this is back hundreds of years ago, you know, pre-industrial, you know, thousands of years ago. He would take his army to the next kingdom, he would fight that army, he would win, 
he was great. And you hear about that other kingdom and there's an army over there. So he would take it over there to all the way across China, beat them and he would become greater. He would go that side of, he, he was always out there proving again and again that he was the greatest general. His army was the greatest army. He would go from kingdom to kingdom to kingdom to kingdom to kingdom, fight them all. And he wanted to be the greatest, which means he had to defeat everybody. One last army, he defeated the last army. That was it. He defeated everybody. At the end of it, he was taking his army and they were marching through the, the, the city that they just conquered. And everybody bows down because, you know, back then if you didn't bow down, they cut your head off. And, um, and he, as he's on his horse from the parade, you know, the victor, the greatest general in all of China, there's one old man sitting there, sitting, not standing, sitting. He's not bowing. He's got a big smile on his face and he jumps off his horse, takes out his sword. He's going to kill him because that's disrespectful. And the man says, no, 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 you're the greatest. You're the greatest general of all of China. But I know of a man who's actually greater than you. And he lives up there on top of that mountain over there. So, but a challenge. So the greatest general of all of China, there's one more guy that's greater after everything he's done. So what he does, he gets back on his horse, takes his army, rises to the top of the mountain. At the very top of the mountain, there's a monastery. Big walls, gates closed. He gets off his horse. He bangs on the door. Boom, boom, boom. I'm the greatest general in all of China. I demand that anybody in here who thinks they're stronger than me to come out. Nothing happens. He does it twice. Same thing. Does it three times. Same thing. Finally, the door opens. A little old man walks out. A monk. Old man, monk, bald head, robes. The general pulls out his sword. Holds it high above his head. And he says, I am the greatest general in all of China. I can cut you in two without blinking an eye. And the old man, long pause, staring at him, dauntless, unmovable mind staring at him, replies, I'm a Zen monk. I can be cut in two without blinking an eye. <laughs> so at that point, the general realized, oh shit, he's a guy who's actually greater than me. Sure, I can kill him, but he's not a Right. I, the general himself, he has to prove himself again in order to be the greatest. He has to continuously prove himself. He has to 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 prove himself. Right. If he ever relaxes for a moment, he, what does he relax back into? He relaxes back into a sense of insecurity. Right. And that sense of insecurity is what drives most of us. It certainly drove me. Perhaps it drove you. Yeah, sure. It, it drives it, it most even if people don't admit it it's what drives us to start the martial arts in the first place so what do we do we end up becoming better faster and stronger but all of that ability and all that skill is built on top of a foundation of insecurity so we have to continuously prove that we're not insecure by being better faster stronger and defeating everybody so there's a whole kind of ego pride thing that goes along with uh, that, that is human nature it's not martial arts nature it's human nature but it manifests quite strongly the martial arts you just have to look around and there's so much ego and pride going on and they're damn good fighters there's damn good martial artists you know mm -hmm. or even non-fighters like in aikido amazing people but you can always smell the ego i have ego you have ego this is not a condemnation of ego it's natural but what mm -hmm. are we doing are we still small little insecure boys on top of this big strong man or are we actually going to turn in and start working on this? Like in, 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 um, in Aikido, there's, you know, one of the, as you know, one of the 
one of Osensei's injunctions, his rules, his training rule that he gave us was Masakatsu Agatsu, which is true victory, is victory over yourself. So not victory over the other person, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with, with competing and winning and losing, whatever, but actually overcoming your own limitations, victory over your own egoic fears and desires. Masakatsu Agatsu, true victory, victory over oneself. This is where the spiritual journey comes together with the martial journey. And in this story, by the way, meditators love this story because it, it basically says, you know, look, the monk is, is superior to the general. <laughs> but that's actually not true. That's actually not what it is. Aikido people love this story because it says, okay, the spiritual guy is also more superior than the fighter, which is also not true. These are just two different paths that when they're dualistic, they can be reduced to one or the other. There's nothing wrong with following the martial path. You know, it, if you, you know, Muhammad Ali, Bruce Lee, these guys took it all the way and they turned out to be incredible people. You know, and then mm -hmm. they dropped the whole martial thing. Oh, Sensei was also an incredible martial artist. And then he took it all the way and then he had a breakthrough and he dropped it all. At, the, at some point, these two things come together. Because if you're just a peace person, you become, if you take it to its, Conclusion, you have to be pacifist. Even if somebody goes to hit you, you won't, you won't defend yourself. You let them hit you. Now, Zen is good for that because you can be cut in two without being afraid. But then it doesn't respect life. If you take the martial all the way to the end, then you have to win. You have to, you have to defeat. You have to be excellent. You have to at least go to your excellence. So why not both? I mean, how can you be fully spiritual without being pacifist? And how can you be fully martial without being um, egoically driven? The two of those can come together. And it just, you know, and, and in a way, martial arts is the perfect transition because we, we develop so many incredible skills of discipline and concentration and focus and commitment. And then just making a small slide over the exterior to the interior and bring those same skills of, of, of discipline and commitment and, and perseverance and, and, you know, and, and never giving up, bring that into the internal journey. It's actually very powerful. You're, you're, you'll find yourself as, you're, that you're already quite equipped to do the meditation practice. But mm -hmm. the only way the ego will get transformed is through an interior practice. The interior mm -hmm. practice can be any type of principles practice, the practicing with center, connection, grounding, et cetera or meditation practice, which is the most direct because it's all an interior practice. Martial skill tends to be exterior development. I learned skills, methodology, strategies, tactics, timing, speed, physical, you know, my physical uh, fitness and physical strength and health is kind of the exteriors. And then my internal practice is the practice of the principles, practice of mindfulness, concentration, uh, compassion grows, wisdom grows bringing those two together is really quite an integral uh, approach mm. to your training great cool very cool and uh, if not to jump ahead too much but i know in terms of for people who want to get to know more about this there's there's a follow-up uh in terms of a, a project you're doing can i ask you about that Are you there? Yeah, you know, um, you know, there's a, uh, there, there, you know, this, my own, my own martial arts journey, my own hero's journey was, you know, following the body and the physical. And the, of course I was training the mind as well in the heart to a certain extent, 
for years and then realizing I, I, I shifted over to, 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 to do the interior work, to do the meditation work. You don't have to do that. I mean, that's not necessary, but it, 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 it's, it's a very, it can be a very logical conclusion. And basically what I, what I developed is I've developed a course called the Medita Meditation for Aikidoka, which is in a, in a way, it's a reflection of my own journey where, where those two things came together. Because for the longest time, my martial arts practice and my, my meditation practice were parallel paths. It took some years before they started to kind of weave together into one path and, and one practice. Um, from that space, I've created a course that's much more about integrating our, our martial training and our, our meditation training called Meditation for Aikidoka. Now, it is directed mostly to Aikido practitioners in content, but it's actually for any martial artists. Anybody who's maybe watching this channel might be interested in it. Um, and it basically brings together the, the, the interior qualities and the, and the interior meditative states together with our, our martial arts training. And um, I, 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 I have an eight-week course that I teach. It's called Meditation for Aikidoka. And you know, over a two-month period, we go through week by week. We meet online and we, we have other special training. There's, you know, there's daily homework that you should do and all these things. But, and this is really the best training for meditation that I know of, is the best training for meditation in martial arts, for meditation in Aikido. It's the best training that, that there is. It's certainly online, certainly accessible. Um, but the second best training that I know of is this mini course that I, that I offer for free. And it's a three-part uh, mini course called the Meditation for Aikidoka uh, mini course. And, and this is something that I'm releasing in a couple of days. I, I'm not sure exactly when you're going to release this video, but, it's at, but, but the, the mini course is being released on um, October 26th. And it's going to run for 10 days up until November 4th. And uh, I would love to invite any of your any of your uh, your audience to to come and check it out. There's three videos. They're going to be released like three days apart, and they're all about 30 to 40 minutes long, and they go pretty in depth. Uh, the first video goes in in depth into my own journey. Um, it's called mapping out your journey, and it goes into into depth in in depth into my own journey in the martial arts and, and in Aikido, and then in meditation, you know, kind of my history. And then why it's important to do uh, uh, meditation practice. And, and I actually teach something in this first part called the spectrum of consciousness. And uh, that shows that, you know, meditation practice kind of develops. There is a map. There is a blueprint to consciousness. And there's a map of the interior realms and how we go from gross state of consciousness into a subtle state of consciousness into a causal or an emptiness state of consciousness. And then what's interesting about this is that you can look at Aikido or martial arts from the gross state and what it means because it's gross state, gross body. You can look at Aikido or martial arts from a subtle state, which is more energy, the energy realm. And what does it mean from the subtle state of consciousness? What does martial arts look like from there? And then you can look at uh, martial arts from the lens of emptiness or the causal state of consciousness, which is a deep, you could say the, the more meditative mind. What does your martial arts look like from there? You know, when, there's, when you're in the deepest state of emptiness, there's no sense of self. When there's no self, there's also no other. When there's no self, there's no problems. When there's no other, I mean, because the problems in life only happen with the self. So in a deep state of meditative consciousness, when there's no self, there's no problem. There's nothing to defend. When there's no self, there's also no other. There's no, sure, you're there physically, I'm here physically. But the sense of rokus and the sense of mind, it all disappears in the deepest meditative state. When there's no other, there's no fear. Fear, remarkably, 
drops away in the deepest meditative state of consciousness. So in this first video, in this three-part three uh, mini-course, I actually speak about this inward journey you know, and how you can map out your own journey and how practices take you from the growth to the subtle and into the causal state of consciousness. That's very important on the uh, 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 thing to, to understand when it comes to your meditation uh, practice. In the second part of the video, uh, I speak about um, the mindfulness in Aikido specifically, but mindfulness uh, in martial arts as well. And in the third part uh, of this three-part series, um, it's on true victory is victory over one's self, Masakatsu Agatsu. So these are three videos that are coming out. And each one of these videos, there's a free PDF that you can download and, um, and use it to kind of, kind of a companion worksheet and a companion uh, reference guide for your meditation practice in Aikido or your meditation practice in the martial arts. Cool. Sounds great. Yeah. And, and I was reflecting as, as we were speaking and, and I realized it's, I'm very happy we were doing this talk since uh, the whole, as you mentioned, the whole martial arts journey, for me, it's always much more than just about doing martial arts or just about the physical practice. It definitely has to encompass all aspects in both the internal work and the external. And while I'm addressing the internal through, through some, uh, through some stories or through sharing my experience, uh, I'm great. I'm happy that we're through our talk here for, for what you said. We're also including the internal directly and addressing it, how it works. And, and so, so I hope that some people who, who, who find interest in that will, will take a deeper look in this and, and benefit from it. Well, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a beautiful poem, I think, I think by, oh, I forget his name. I'm, Everybody watching this probably knows this, but forgive me. But the poem goes, you know, it's about a life journey. So I was watching, walking on a path in the woods and, and two paths diverged on the road. And I chose the road less traveled by. Mm. And it made all the difference. Forgive mm. me for not knowing the author. I know him, but I just... Oh, I, I don't know. Either, but so there's a path that's well, well walked, but he chose the one that's where the grass is growing and it's not so right. clear. He chose that path. The path that's less traveled, and that's mm -hmm. the path that made all the difference, and that's the hero's journey, and and it's definitely that path is is nothing but an inner path. You know, it can be like going off and doing a six month training in another country. You know, that's definitely the hero's journey, but it's the inner process that you go through, and that's uh, that's definitely, you know, uh, it's definitely a worthy thing to take. So, um, yeah, I would definitely love to, uh, and I know we, because of time, we got to finish up here, but I would love it if, you know, people did, did come and check out these free, this free three-part mini course. I also have a free uh, PDF for your audience that uh, on the spectrum of consciousness that talks about these three states, the gross state of consciousness, the subtle state of consciousness, the causal state of consciousness, and how meditation guides you through those inner states. And uh, the link will be below the video, I guess, somewhere here. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was about to say as well. So it's going to be in the description and also at the top of the comments. People will definitely find it. Okay, great. So there's the free PDF, but then there's also the link to the three-part mini course. Definitely come join and, uh, and yeah, who knows, if you want to do the, the, the eight-week course with us, that's also for everybody. Yeah, for well. sure. Yeah, and uh, just before I finish up, last thing I'll also say, it's, again, it's, it's one of those great coming together points since uh, uh, through this channel, there is the intention to bring traditional martial to bring to make a bridge between traditional martial arts, mixed martial arts, and just between all people and and uh, having a chance to connect 
for people even who haven't practiced Aikido to connect through kind of the the cream of the cream <laughs> of, of Aikido, the, the spiritual side, which it's famous about. So having a chance to connect with it without needing to, to try everything, I think it's a great opportunity. So, so I think it's very cool. Yeah, beautiful. That's great, Rokas. Well, thank you for sharing this uh, with your audience. And I want to wish you uh, the best of luck on, your, on, your, on the path left traveled and on your hero's journey. <laughs> thank, your, you thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for having the time to share everything with us. So thank you, Miles. Yeah, you're welcome. All thank you. Best.